0: Welcome to today's episode of Barbecue Sauce. I'm your host, Kale Smith. And before I dive into the episode, uh, let's get over the big topics so we can get on with this show. So, um, the NBA and NHL seasons are, or playoffs are, have started. Um, NBA started on Monday, August seventeenth, and NHL started about last week, I will say. But it's good to see that uh, sports playoffs are back. And then just one more thing I really wanted to cover. That Gerald McCoy, the Bills defensive tackle, will be out for the whole season with the uh, ACL tear. Uh, it'll be a big piece. I mean, that's what the Cowboys were trying to work on this offseason with that offensive line. And I thought McCoy was going to be a good fit for them. So McCoy's done for the year. So we'll see how the Cowboys will do without him. So now with the show part of today's episode, um, we always start off with NFL, so... Uh today's topic for the NFL, I wanted to see if who would do better. What if it would be Cam Newman on the Pats or Tom Brady on the Bucks. So yo, let's go. I'll start off with Cam Newton's stats. They really aren't much, so let's just start off with him. He only had 572 yards, 0 touchdowns, and interception. His passing rating was 71, which is good, because especially if he was hurt for a whole year and had an interception, I mean, I thought the passing rating would be a lot lower. But last year when he only played one game, he, his online rank was 17. He had D.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, and then on the offensive line, Tyler Mountain. But on the Pats, he'll have a lot more weapons than Julian Edelman, who I think will regress, though. But the whole, he'll have the whole offensive line, which was ranked seventh at pr- prior. For, for, I mean, making a lot better moves, especially. And he'll have Bill Belichick as a coach, too, so that'll be big. Dalton Keeney, rookie tight end. Um, I expect him to take over the starting job by the end of the year. Um, Matt LaCrosse, I think that's his name. I think that's their starting tight end, but I don't think you're going to want him as your future tight end. So Dalton Keeney, he'll probably end up taking over the starting job. Then Nikhil Harry, who I think will do a lot better out, mostly last year with an injury, but I I think he'll come back this year and be productive. He also had had an injury for a little bit last year. He wasn't really the rookie that they all expected, but he'll... I think he'll be better this year, especially if you will have uh, a full, healthy season, and we'll have Bill Belichick coaching him. So, but the projected record, I said nine and seven. Um, I, the thing why they're going nine and seven is that they're splitting snaps. You're not going to want to trust an injured QB to be your full time starter, and, and young Jared Stidham, who, who can learn from Cam Newton. He's a former MVP and took a former US. Uh, went to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, so that's a great guy to learn from. So, Jared Stone will have him. I mean, it will be best if they share snaps, but just based on the NFL these days, I think it's going to be new and going to be the full-time starter. But if I was the GM or head coach, I'd say split snaps. I mean, you're not going to want to trust a. I I mean, even if he does get injured too, you're not going to want to start a, soft, a sophomore QB in the NFL where he didn't play at all last year. And uh, you're not gonna want to bring him and boom right into that spotlight, especially with injury-prone quarterback that Cam Newton is. But nine and seven, eight and eight. At, yeah, at their worst, they could be seven and nine too. So they'll be around somewhere in that range. Uh, second, I believe in the AFC. Yeah, I had Buffalo. I had Buffalo around ten and six. So it'll be a close race to the finish. But at nine and seven, eight and eight it's gonna be reasonable. So then um, with Tom Brady on the Buccaneers, uh, last year threw for four thousand. 57 yards followed by 24 touchdowns alongside eight INTs, which is good for an older quarterback. Uh, his passer rating was 88, which is about average for Tom Brady. He had Julian Edelman, Muhammad's new senior, Joe Thune, David Andrews as well. But the whole line rank was, or the whole line was great for him. Their all line ranked seventh, for the Patriots. Then on the Bucks you'll have Gronk, which is big. I mean, he's a great tight end, but he's not going to be the level that he was at, of course not. He's been out for a year with an injury. hasn't done any football activity for a year. He won't be the same Gronk that we've seen from 2017 to 2016. I uh, think you'll have Mike Evans or Chris Codwin though, which is going to be really big and really dangerous. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, I expect him to be good. When he, him or Andrew Thomas is going to be the best rookie all-in. I re- well, well, the thing with Jeter Quills is that he's... I don't trust, like, what the Browns are doing now. If Baker's good, though, and everything clicks, then Jeter will be like that. But Tristan Morris was a great pick for the Bucks, And Ryan Jensen, a great uh, veteran lineman. And he, Who well, Tristan Morris can learn from. And then Ali Marpet, who's also a great... Uh, who was also a great offensive lineman. But the projected record, people are going to... Especially, well, Bills fans aren't gonna care, cause Bills, I pro- Bills fans probably want to see Tom Brady not do good and win another Super Bowl. But I had him going nine and seven or ten and six. And the thing with that is they have the, one of the toughest to, with the Saints. They have them. Their schedule is tough too. I mean, they have the Chicago Bears, and it's like if it was maybe week twelve against the Bears, they blow them right on through. But you play in week five and with no preseason, uh, you don't know what's gonna happen. You're really not gonna have. It's an, it's gonna take you a lot longer than five weeks to find out who you, who the Buccaneers are truly are, but the Bears could give them problems though. Uh, Falcons, Saints, They'll split with them. Split with the Falcons. I said the Panthers might give them some problems. I believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I think that they'll be. I think they'll s- split one. But so nine seven or ten and six, I think is reasonable. They'll make the playoffs. They'll get a wild card spot. They could possibly even make a playoff run if everything's working. But nine and 10 and six for them. Buccaneers this year So then now On to the MLB And The Mets seem uh, The Mets are Have not been good Lately Well they've gotten better I mean last night Coming off a 10-2 win against Or excuse me 11-2 win against The Marlins I believe But um The thing with the Mets is The bullpen's not good So I just wanted to Talk about that today So the Mets bullpen consists of Edwin Diaz, or closer Dylan Batant- D- 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 Batantis And Justin Wilson, both set-up pitchers Who both aren't bad players But Batantis has gotten off to a rocky start That Jarius Amelia, Seth Lugo who- Seth Lugo's our best one in the bullpen Brad Brock, who's good uh, I have a lot of faith in him Come this future, he's a young uh, right-handed pitcher Jared Hughes um, He's solid He's uh, solid I, I like what he's doing, though, so far. He really hasn't been much of a problem. He's only allowed a home run against. He's only allowed one home run this year, and he's had many uh, bullpen appearances. And then you have Robert Gazelman, who's been hurt. So um, their ERA, based on last week, about... It, w- it was a second the second highest in the know It was about 9.5, uh, but it's it's gone down. I saw somewhere it's gone down to, like, a 6, which is still not good, though, but better than a 9, at least. Uh, it was the second highest in the NL. The Cubs had the highest. This was about a week ago. The Cubs actually had the highest. We've been on a roll lately, but the bullpen for the Cubs, the ERA has been high. It was like 10.5, I would like to say. So, a pull. So, like a run more than the Mets. But. And then they got to get rid of Brody Van Lagenen. The GM rank is 29th. They put the Mounds GM at 30th. I don't agree with that. I like what the Mounds are doing. Van Lagenen is the worst GM. Coming from a Mets fan, too, that's not very good. Uh, they traded their best two prospects. Um, one's an outfielder, one's a pitcher. They traded for Edwin Diaz and Robbie Cano, who have been the best for the Mets. Well, Cano was, last year was not good. This year he's kind of the sh- kind of... He's been decent this year. Let's just say that. Um. So Diaz's stats, he's 2-7. and seven. This was last year's stats, 2-7. and seven. seven blown saves, had 26 save opportunities. Or no, he had 26 saves, but the save opportunities were 33, which is not good. He had 99 strikeouts, though, which was good for a uh, pitcher who mostly blew games. But And then he had like the fifth highest strike and miss, or swing and miss percentage in the... NL last year, which is good for a pitcher who really didn't was a productive last year. Which is good though. I mean it shows some light on how what good Edwin Diaz is, but he's not the best closer. He might be one of the worst now. But coming from the Mariners, he had like fifty saves that one year, so um, I don't know what happened. I saw somewhere that like his pitches haven't been where they've been where they should be, but uh he should still be better though. And then next, going on to the NBA, I filled out my NBA playoff bracket. I was actually going to do another thing for the NBA called pretenders are contenders, but it was just too late and everything got messed up. But I did fill up an NBA playoff bracket at the last minute. It did start yesterday. But this was filled out Sunday evening. So So we'll start it off with the – starting off in the Eastern round, we have the Bucks who are taking on the Magic. The Bucks are going to win. The series I said But Magic may take it To one game though But Well losing Jonathan Isaac There's a size They won against uh, Giannis So Milwaukee's Gonna get in easily To the next round Then Heat and Pacers That's gonna be a good series One to watch I, I took the Pacers uh. Yeah but Jimmy They say that Jimmy Butler's been Has had good numbers Against the Pacers uh. I think the Pacers They did it a, a couple years ago Against the Cavs When they clicked They're on fire I mean there's no stopping them but it's going to take them to seven games, though. I mean, the Heat are talented with Bam and Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero has stepped it up, too. so It'll be Milwaukee and Indiana going at it. But then at the lower part of the Eastern bracket, we got the Celtics taking on the Sixers. If Simmons and Embiid were healthy, this would be a phenomenal series. But Simmons is out. Embiid's not going to be his normal self. So Boston, I said winning in six. It could be lower, too, though. But... uh I like what uh, I like their unit that they have: Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Daniel Tice has been a solid signer for them as well too. So, Celtics and Six, and then Raptors and Nets. I said the Raptors were going to sweep them. Um, their best, the Nets' three best players right now are Joe Harris, Jared Allen, and Spencer Dinwiddie. And that's not good. I mean, they don't have KD or Kyrie. If that, I, I thought. I mean, Katie and Kyrie's a big loss for them too. So, uh in the eastern side it's gonna be Milwaukee versus Indiana and Boston versus Toronto. But let's head over to the western side. The Lakers and the Trailblazers. I I love the Trailblazers. Um But I this might be a little bit uh biased, if that's the word. Excuse me, if it's not, but I said the Lakers, but they're going to win in seven. I mean, the Trailblazers are having problems. No Avery-Brother, the breast wing defender. I mean, Bradley can also sink the three, too. So, Besides that, you really don't have much of a three-point shooter. And then Rajon Rondo's a big loss. I liked what he did with the Lakers. They give him an opportunity, but he won't be there. I He th- either opted out or hes I think he's hurt. Bradley opted out. Uh, Rondo's hurt. So that's going to be big, but the Lakers will just, uh, squeak out of it, though. And then the Rockets and Thunder. I said that one's gonna go to seven-two. The Rocket. I love what the Thunder has done. They're a team that was supposed to tank and get the first overall pick, but uh, they proved all this wrong. They actually got the fourth, or I believe the fourth seed in the NBA bracket. So, I mean, that's not what we all expected. So, I asked the Rockets, I said are gonna win the series. Though they just The Rockets have more experience. Sure, the founder of Chris Paul, but then the rest are just a bunch of young kids. I mean, Jonas Schroeder is—he's been in the playoffs before, but they—he's kind of like changed around, and he hasn't been in the playoffs where he is. I think he's like a six-man or something, but. All right, so the Rockets in seven. Then going down another bracket, another seven series. To the Nuggets and Jazz. Yesterday, the Jazz pulled off a g- great game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell dropped like 57. But I did take the Nuggets, and uh Nuggets are going to win in seven. The Jazz are, I mean, the Nuggets do have starters. It's going to be a very, very even series. But the Nuggets, I think, just are going to have the Jazz as a the number. Then the Clippers and Mavericks. I said the Clippers in five. That's because it'd be closer. But if you see the numbers that Lou Williams put up, he's averaging eighteen. And, he's averaging eighteen and nineteen to points, and he's only he's a six man. You don't expect that from a six man. So Lou Williams, and then they have. And I mean, like the Clippers are. They're good. I mean, watching them yesterday, I mean, they were a little iffy at the beginning because the. Uh, Mavericks went on like a 48 to 18 run, but uh. But I mean, seeing them try hard, honestly, it just looks like what they were in the NBA bubble. I don't think they really need to try hard with all that talent, but. Them trying hard, they're gonna be good. So they're gonna be able to defeat the Mavericks. Uh. has got ejected yesterday. Uh. Luka really had to do it, so. Clippers and five. So then back to the Eastern Milwaukee versus Indiana. I had Indiana taking that one. You're probably thinking, whoa. Whoa. But if you look at it, uh, who do the Bucs have besides Giannis? And I love what Chris Middleton's doing. He stepped it up. But some of the thing, like, Middleton hasn't, before the NBA bubble, Middleton, Chris Middleton said he hasn't picked up a basketball. And then you bring him into these eight games where the Bucks did not go, do well. Maybe like, three and five was the record. And then you have the Pacers with T.J. Warren, who's been phenomenal. Uh, you have him and uh, Demantis Sabonis. He he struggled, but I think he'll pick it up in the playoffs. Victor Oladipo, who's had a big setback after his injury. So Milwaukee, so Indiana, and it's only I said six people to, even if like people did pick the Pacers, they probably said in seven. I think the Pacers will do it in six. So in Boston and Toronto, and this is not really a shocker though. But I took Toronto in six. It could be seven, six. I mean, it'll be up there with a good amount of games. But Toronto just has a talent. Uh, uh, Pascal Siakam is a great player. And he's not an MVP caliber player, though, but in a few years he'll be in the MVP talk. But Toronto has a great chemistry. That's why I picked up. Boston does, too. I mean, getting rid of Kyrie, that was a big move. But it's just that Toronto's unit knows each other better. So, Toronto and Indiana will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then back over to the West, Lakers, Houston. It's going to be the Lakers. um, Houston, no Westbrook. That's big. uh, They're, like, one, their best defender, I believe. So, Lakers in uh, five. I mean, Anthony Davis is going to step it up in that series. I feel like that's not going to be a LeBron series. That's going to be an AD series. So, the Lakers move on. Denver and Clippers Again, the Clippers are going to win the series. I said six, though. I mean, it could be a little less. Then we're just a bunch of kids, and you call it Jokic, is like 20 or 21. So um, I have the Clippers winning in six. So then uh, Indiana, so then back to the east, well, the west is going to be Lakers and Clippers. And then you have Indiana and Toronto. So Indiana and Toronto, I took Toronto. Indiana's gonna make a good playoff run. It's gotta stop somewhere though. Toronto's good. So the Pacers against Toronto, they haven't done well against Toronto, I don't believe. So Toronto gets a spot in the NBA championship or NBA Finals again. Two years in a row. Just like this time South Kawhi. No, what an amazing match it'd be against the Clippers, but I took the Lakers. Um it could go either way. It's a it's gonna be a game seven series, both Actually, I put down both conferences in a Game 7 series, but... Lakers and Clippers, uh... The Cl- I mean, the Clippers have had their number most of the season. I think we're like 3-1 against the Lakers. No, it's either 2-2 two or two or 3-1. But the Lakers have had their number against the Clippers, and... I, I just get... The Lakers, I mean... You think of all the talent that the Clippers have with Lou Williams, Paul George, uh... Kawhi Leonard, Ivanka Zubak just stepped his game up to Montrezl Harrell. I mean, they have talent, but they're going to sneak out. It's not going to be a hard-fought series. It's going to be a very hard-fought series, excuse me, but I think the Lakers were going to sneak out of it. Like they, that uh, Thunder and Blazers series just a few years ago, or actually just last year, it's going to be like one of those series. Like the Lakers are just going to sneak out, even though the Clippers kind of deserved it. Lakers and Raptors in the playoffs. Uh, this is going to be a good series. Uh, the La- but Toronto's not going to beat the Lakers. The Lakers are your NBA champions. So the Lakers have in my bracket are your NBA champions. That's just because LeBron and AD can't be stopped. I mean, when they're on fu- when they're uh, gu- when they're on fire, they're good and there's no stopping them. The- Toronto's a young. Tr- Pascal Siakam's still a young player. Uh, I think Toronto's going to be able to win another championship if they sign a big guy in free agency. Look at the guys who's coming up. Um, Ad, uh, if you add him to that lineup, they're going to be good. They might win another championship then. But the Lakers, just because of experience and mostly that, it's going to be the Lakers in uh, seven. So the Lakers are the NBA champions. LeBron is going to be the. No, actually, AD will be your NBA Finals MVP. I think AD and LeBron both earn it, but I think AD's will gonna be your NBA Finals MVP. So then on to um, NHL. Um, so with the NHL, I filled out a bracket as well. I'm not really. Sure. I'm. I don't get what the. I don't get what they're doing with the bracket. So, but I said that. uh Colorado versus... This is like this is supposed to be recorded a few days before the NHL season. This is how I thought it was all going to turn out, but it just didn't. So I'll just share how I thought it was going to turn out. So Colorado versus Chicago, who I thought was going to do that. And I, I picked Chicago. Chicago's, they're, they're a sleeper team. They have Patrick Kane, uh, that's really it, but they, the Avalanche are still young. So then Las Vegas, the Golden Knights versus... Um, the Coyotes. It's gonna be the Golden Knights easily. The Coyotes. I don't know why they're in this playoff thing. I mean, they went on a good streak, but the Coyotes aren't gonna win. So then you have the Blues and the Blues and the Flames. Um, I picked the Flames actually. St. Louis, their former NHL. Stanley Cup champ or NHL champions, but Calgary. I think they're coming, uh, coming roll by them. I mean, Calgary is a sleeper team, but I think Calgary is going to go right on by them. Then Dallas versus Vancouver. Uh, Dallas. Dallas is a good team. So then you, so then on the eastern side you have Tampa Bay, Lightning versus the Canadians. That's going to be the Lightning. The Lightning have been great in this NHL restart. I don't think they even lost a game in the seeding game. So, they're the number one seed. Canadians fall to the eight, seed. Or, who I thought was going to fall to the eight seed. So, then Tampa, so then you have Philadelphia versus Toronto. It's going to be a close series, More, most of what people thought. But, Austin Matthews and the Toronto Naples is going to pull through. And, then you have Carolina versus the Islanders. The Islanders. I love the Islanders. I thought it was going to be the uh, Oilers and the... Islanders in the Stanley Cup, but the Oilers didn't make it. But the Islanders and the but the Islanders have the best defense in the NHL. Then Boston versus Carolina. It's going to be Boston, sure. Uh, Carolina is a good team though, but it's just going to be Boston. Boston has more experience and they have better players. Then you have Vegas versus Dallas. This was this was a close one. I took Dallas. Though. I love Ben Bishop. I love Tyler Seguin. They're, I think the Hall of Stars team unit is good, and I think they're just going to connect. So, Dallas is going to be in in the conference finals. So, then it's down between it's Dallas and then either Tampa Bay or uh, Boston. So, uh, I took Boston. I mean, it's a, that was going to be a good series, but Boston or the, Tampa Bay likes to choke. Um... It's gonna be Boston versus Dallas. I mean, Boston is good. Don't get me wrong, Boston is good. So you got um, Boston versus Dallas. I chose Boston. Boston, I think it's gonna be their year. I hate to say that though. Like I think the whole NHL, I think all the NHL fans don't want Boston to win, and I don't like Boston coming from a Sabers fan. Nobody really who likes anybody in the Bruins, Sabers. I mean, nobody really likes Boston in the NHL. But Boston, I think, is going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't like to say it, and I probably won't like to hear it if they do. But Boston will be your Stanley Cup champions. So then, on our final topic of today's episode, uh, I I, th- I chose who my Heisman Awards were going to be. Well, it comes down like, I think it's like four people. I, I just brought it down to three. Because there's three people who really do deserve it, but... In third place, it's gonna. I said Justin Fields. Last year, his yards were three thousand two hundred seventy-three, with forty-one touchdowns and only three interceptions, and his completion rate was only sixty-seven point two. I thought it'd be a lot more coming from a guy who only threw three interceptions. But then this is where the fun part for me was. I got to predict how the how I think they would do this upcoming season but the yards he's going to improve uh, over a little just a little like I said only six yards over 4000 but that's good. He'll have 46 TDs. He'll uh, improve from that. And then he'll have six interceptions. His completion rate I thought it's going to be a little bit lower just cuz of the interceptions. So then, so his final stats of the year TDs 46 interceptions six and his yards 4006. So second and the first and second, the person who I picked to win the Heisman and then this guy, I, it could be either or. Chuba Hubbard in second place for me. This kid is a phenomenal running back. Man, oh man, he is so good. He had, he only had 328 attempts and turned it into over 2,000 yards. What running back have you seen that do? I, I say he's the best running back in the nation. He had 21 touchdowns too. Led the nation. Uh, his yards per carry were six and a half. I mean what six and a half that's comparisons like the Derrick Henry who didn't have that much. So Chuba Huber can Chuba Hubbard can put up some huge, huge numbers. But this is why I said how he's gonna do this year. His yards, he's gonna go down. There's no way you can put up two, two th- over two thousand yard season. So I put down a thousand five hundred twenty six yards, which is still good for a running back. His TDs will go down. Uh, I said nineteen, which is still good. And then his yards per carry is gonna be six, just a half yard shorter. So about the same numbers besides the yards. Then my number one, I think who, who I think is gonna win the Heisman, Trevor Lawrence. Not really a shocker to many. Uh, I think he'll be the first overall pick in the draft, depending on the team. Jacksonville, he'll be the first overall pick. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence stats. He'll have three thousand six hundred sixty-five yards with thirty-six TDs and eight. That's what this is what he had last year, and eight interceptions. So it's a, it's a, it's a good season. Uh, just he had better numbers than Fields in the yards category. Uh, he's a better player than Fields, I think. A better, I shouldn't say a better athlete. I think Fields is a phenomenal athlete, but Lawrence is a great athlete. And and then I, this is what I said how he's gonna do this year. He's gonna have a lot more yards. I th- almost Omar. Almost over a 1,000 yards, but I said 4,300 with 40 TDs and 6 interceptions. I think he's going to have motivation to improve that draft stock. I mean, you could hear from the tweet that he made. um, He's trying to be the voice of college football, and I think knowing that he's the voice of college football, that his stats are going to run right up. He's going to do better than what he did last year, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be our our college football Heisman. He's going to win your Heisman Award. So that's today's episode of Barbecue Sauce. I would like to thank you for tuning in. Um, thanks for wa- tuning into next episode. T- tune into our next episode, and thanks for watching. Bye.